Tupuro Pinche Sports. I'm your host, Jose, alongside my co-host, Marco. Marco, how you doing today? Fine, sir. Hey, can't complain. I know all this corona stuff going on, but we're all living life right now. But I'll still be here drinking some d- lovely dose. Thank you. We're not sponsoring you. Definitely not sponsoring us either. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, of course, it's been a busy week since we last all, you know, spoke together, Marco. Last week, we had big news. Monday, March 16th, Tom Brady said goodbye to the New England Patriots. That's a tough one for me because I am a Patriots fan. <laughs> so that's a, that's a bittersweet one for me. But Marco, let me hear your thoughts on what you think about him just leaving the New England Patriots in general. Actually, this is your team, man. I actually want to hear from you first. I want, I want to hear your... How do you feel right now? You want me to cry? Is that what you want me to do? You want me to Maybe. cry? You want me, Just a little bit. You want me to tear up? You want me to, be, you want me to feel a little pain? Is that what you want to do right now? Basically. Well, you're wrong. I don't feel any freaking pain from this. All right? He's gone. It happens. He's a big fucking boy. I got six rings, baby. I got six as a fan. I don't need him no more. I'm done with him. No, I'm just kidding. But I know. I mean, I love Tom Brady. Um, anyone knows me, he's you know been a big factor for the Patriots the last 20 years. And uh, honestly, I'm okay with it. Like, let's be real. Like, he probably brought the Patriots more rings than anyone ever expected, you know, a normal person to do. You know, beforehand, John uh, Joe Montana was the last person to bring more rings to a franchise. And that would be four rings with their 49ers. You know, Tom Brady exceeded that. He got six. Back in 2017, when they were talking about all this stuff about, hey, trading Brady and starting Jimmy and all this other stuff, I was actually down for it. I was actually down for, hey, let's go ahead. Let's move on. Because, you know, we saw the 2016 season. It was good and all. And then we, but then we ended up in the Super Bowl. And we had that 25-point deficit against the Falcons. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of questions right there. And it makes you wonder. And so I don't blame Belichick for wanting to move on. I, he, I understood it because I need to worry about the future too. Like, I don't want to just... I don't want to be like the Cowboys. I don't want to wait 20-plus years for, ne- for whenever I get the next ring. I don't want to be the Browns and be... Obsolete. I want, you know, the next thing for sure. And so I'm not upset about it. And good for Tom, man. Like, he left and on what maybe he was hurt and upset by it, but he found a new team. Can I ask you a question, Jose? Yeah, go for it, man. Who do you think is to blame, though? Uh, a lot of people will say Bill, Bill Belichick because he didn't show him any love or anything like that. I say Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft is the guy. And the reason is because he's the one that held Tom Brady's hand and told Belichick, no, you can't get rid of him. Get rid of Jimmy. I think that's wrong, man. Like, Bill Belichick was trying to do better for the future. Like, we're talking about a guy who cuts people a year early to save Robert Kraft money. Like, he doesn't overpay people. Guess who's being the most paid right now in the Patriots team? Stephon Gilmore. $18 million a year. Like, he's the one that's getting paid the most right now. Chandler Jones, cut early. Randy Moss, traded. Like, you're talking about a guy who's cutthroat, a cheating bastard even. But you know what? I mean, he cares about the franchise. He cares about the team. And Tom Brady, you know, that was his 17th season coming up. And so he, ha- he had to make a decision. He wanted Jimmy. And understandable understandable why. You know, Jimmy's contract year. So, But, you know, Robert Kraft, you know, he sees Tom as his own son. Like, you know, one of his own. And he coddled him. You know, if what it seems maybe like a nasty breakup, I'm going to blame it on Kraft. I, I feel like Kraft should have cut the cord and let Tom go. But... He didn't. It's kind of like a like a, a, a mom, you know, a, a mom bird letting her kid go and finally letting him fly. And 
I think he just took too too long, right? He's holding on to him too long. You gotta send that kid to college, man. You can't be holding it that onto that kid, you know, for as right, long right. as can. So yeah. But I think, I mean, I think about Tom Brady. I think about the kind of player he is, and he's obviously the goat. There's no question about it. You can't really argue anything. But one thing I could tell you right now is, I think Bill Belichick is at fault. Why? I think it's his fault. I don't think so, but go ahead, explain why. This is why. Bill Belichick, as the head coach of that franchise, right? We saw what happened in 2017. We saw what's been happening defensively, okay? Tom Brady's the GOAT, man. Do you really think it was the best decision to let him go? I know this last year was rough. Defense wasn't playing good at the end of the season, things like that. And then we and then Tom Brady didn't really have any offensive weapons. I really think Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft... I think they're pretty much the same person. I don't think they've been drafting well lately. You can see it in their wide receivers. No, they, haven't I completely trading, agree. they haven't been trading well lately. I mean, they, they passed up on a lot of good re- receivers like Metcalf. Remember that? To be fair, there's no guarantee that Metcalf or any of these other guys would have been, been good. as good with Correct. the Patriots. Correct, but hypothetically, hypothetically speaking, though, let's say... You do draft someone like Metcalf, right? I'd rather have Debo Samuel, but okay. Or Debo Samuel. Okay, Debo Samuel. You get Debo Samuel, and that could kind of make the whole. That could have made a difference. Tom Brady could have a seventh ring right now. You know, it's but at the same time, Nikhil Harry got hurt early. Like, True. That's and then he didn't get the proper healing and stuff like that. You know, Isaiah Wynn, the left guard, that was drafted the same year as Sonny Michelle. You know, he got hurt again. Gronkowski retiring. You know, David Andrews, our center, was out with blood clots, like. There's a lot of things against the Patriots. Especially. But do you feel like Tom Brady was underperforming because of the players he had around him? Or do you think he was underperforming because of the doubt put in by Bill Belichick on seeing him, Tom Brady seeing that doubt coming from Bill Belichick and his ability to make plays, his ability to take him to another championship? Do you think that had something to do with it? Look, man, the, the arsenal that came with what he had this year, you know, it could have been Bill having wanting faith in Tom, saying, hey, Tom, I know what you've done, what you've brought out of these, you know, lower level or what other teams consider lower level players. And he thought that he could bring that out of them, and he couldn't. That's just not, it wasn't a Danny Amendola. It wasn't a Chris Hogan. It wasn't, you know, LeGarrette Blunt and stuff like that. You know, Sony Michelle underperformed, you know? Jacoby Myers was undrafted for a reason, you know? And then the O-line was terrible. O-line was terrible. Yeah, and look, I mean... You said something about, like, the defense. So first of all, the defense Patriots this past year was number one. Until when? Until when it counted. It, does, it doesn't matter. It's, they, they did their best. Did they not hold the Titans to only 14 points a whole game? Yeah, but you can't, be, you can't be losing to the freaking Dolphins or who has the Dolphins in Week 16. Hey, everyone has a blunder. The 49ers. Week 16. The, the, the 49ers were t- probably the second best defense all year, and they choked against the Chiefs, didn't they? Yeah, but you're talking about an elite offense, top two offense. That's what I'm saying. But sometimes, hey, you slip up, right? You don't slip up? Yes, but why, my thing is that he didn't even... Maybe Tom didn't see the confidence in this coach. That that confidence that, that is supposed to be di- distilled on upon Tom Brady. You know what? Us, us as... Me as a player, right? As a soccer player I was growing up. My coach... Of high school, uh, Travis Smith, freaking awesome! Shout out to him. He's watching our podcast. I mean, listening to our podcast. Um, he instilled that faith in me and that confidence in me to perform at the highest level I could. Without his confidence in me to be captain of that team to perform at the highest level, without that, I probably wouldn't have played as well. What I'm saying with that is now turning to Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. If Bill Belichick is not giving them that confidence that Tom Brady needs. We know Tom Brady's the goat. We know he has those six championship rings to give him enough confidence. But Bill's been with them the whole ride, man. 
when you start seeing your best friend, your dad, that father figure, start not putting that confidence into your style of play. Can, into can the we be play. real real quick, though? Josh Gordon failed again. Antonio Brown has his own personal demons. Robert Gronkowski retired. Like, you mean Bill Belichick, he brought in Antonio Brown without Kraft's permission. And he tried. And Josh Gordon failed again. So it's not that... I mean, at the point, what did you want Belichick to do? There's not much he could do because these two of them failed and the other one was too hurt to continue playing. So it's not Belichick. Belichick tried. He he can't control. Now, yeah, he hasn't picked up a great tight end since the Gronk and Aaron Hernandez combo. Let's be real. Jacob Hollister is now with the Seattle Seahawks and he looks fantastic. He, looks he was with us in the practice squad and now he's gone. But he looks great with them. But, yeah. that's what I, but that's what I'm talking about too is like Bill... And Robert, man, they're letting a lot of good players go. They're not drafting one. Marco, did you not hope that? Did you not? You hope? signed Brian Hoyer. But look, no, no, no. Think about it. Everyone thought maybe Gronk would come back, right? You don't think Bill probably thought that too? He'll probably, hey, he's going to miss maybe the first eight, ten games of the season, come back, be like, boom, pow. No, he didn't. Gronk needed the heel. Josh Gordon failed the Patriots. Antonio Brown failed hit, failed the Patriots, the Raiders, the Steelers. He failed Hollywood for the police department, okay? <laughs> Let's be real. So, I think Belichick did his best, what he could, with the resources he had left. And it just, it didn't come to fruition. They started 8-0. and They lost the rest of the way. They went 4-4 four and four the rest of the season. Then they lost to the Titans. It wasn't our year, and that's okay. Now, you mentioned Brian Hoyer. That's right. That's the new quarterback now for the Patriots. The Patriots. He's going to compete with Jared Stidham, one Cody Kessler. Huh? One-year deal? Yeah, oh yeah, one-year deal. And you know what? Good. I hate it. I don't like it. <laughs> Brian <Instead of> Hoyer. <laughs> going hey, back from the grave. You know what? Brian Hoyer led them Texans to the playoffs. So hey. Fuck, fuck it. <laughs> but, um, no, nah, man. At least, you know, Hoyer does know at least the playbook. He's been there before and all that stuff. At least it's not Josh McCown pulling hamstrings in playoff games. <sighs> I mean, Carson Wentz can barely go through a quarter in a freaking playoff game now, apparently. So, whatever. I mean, and look, you asked a question earlier. Is the Patriots trying to tank? Man, I hope so. I really do hope so. We lost a bunch of defensive players, like our best, and to my opinion, the best one, Kyle Van Noy to the Dolphins. A bunch of other players, maybe more in the aging side to the Detroit Lions. And so now we have to, uh, you know, adjust. And we might not have the sexiest. I mean, shit, we we kicked out your favorite kicker, <laughs> Stephen Kuskowski. We kicked him out. Fucking He's him. done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. To the, look at look. If most of y'all don't know if y'all are hearing this podcast, I was a kicker. Uh, had possibilities of playing uh, college ball. Probably still do. So that's in the works. We'll let y'all know soon. Um, let you know soon. But Steven Gaskowski. Jesus. I'm not even going to say your name in vain, but oh my goodness, man. That dude sucks more than anything in this world. And Jose could tell you, for the past three Super Bowls they've been in, I've been... Screaming at him, telling him, Steven's not the way, bro. Hey, he's missing at least one, one field goal kick per those That boy like, <laughs> shoots it into the stands every time. Anyways, that's for another day. Let's keep it up. But on. look, man, I mean, the Patriots aren't the Patriots, you know. They're, I mean, or not, they're the Patriots. They're just not the Tom Brady-led Patriots. Right. And so now we're going into that post-Brady era, and I'm like, I understand we'll have our downside. But if they're the... The worst or the second worst team next, you know, next season, you know, Trevor Lawrence from Clemson, 
coming out. Yes, yeah, and that's what I'm looking forward to. Like I'm looking forward to that Trevor because Lawrence. of Trevor Lawrence, Sunshine, two-time appearances Sunshine, to the college baby. football playoffs, won it once. I mean, I don't mind that, but you know, to be the heir apparent for the Patriots. So hey, those Clemson those Clemson QBs come out really well. We can see. Uh, well, you know, we we can talk about later on how. You know, Deshaun Watson just got robbed of his best wide receiver. But, you know, whatever. But, but we're talking about now, we're talking about Tom Brady going to the Bucks. Oh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Two-year contract, $50 million guarantee with $9 million possibly in incentives. So, under $60 million overall. But, man, look, he's got Mike Evans now, Chris Godwin, Cameron Brake, O.J. Howard. Let me tell you something, how underrated Chris Godwin is. Oh, and dude. having a and having a, a game manager like Brady in there, pa- passing ability. Let me tell you, he's gonna he's gonna outperform a lot of wide receivers in this league, and a lot of people have been um, underrating him. So it's gonna be awesome to see. Also, I like the Bucks defense, man. Last year it was a little suspect, but when Jameis Winston is throwing thirty interceptions, thirty for thirty, baby, dude, thirty. <laughs> for, please don't make a documentary about him. <laughs> oh, they will. But, but what I'm saying basically is. Man, him th- doing, throwing those 30 interceptions last last season and not giving that defense enough rest uh, it had a big effect on them. I'm excited to see how the Bucks defense and, you know, Brady leading this offense, giving them enough breaks, not throwing as many interceptions, how that's going to look. It's going to be a – the Bucks are – I can see I can see them winning that I can see them winning the NFC South. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beating no. the Saints? I mean, that's – that one's tough because I agree. Their defense is fantastic. I think they had a – they had a really good solid year last year. If it wasn't really for Jameis, I feel like Jameis was the reason they were seven and nine. Because mind you, they lost most of those games like by less than a touchdown. That's true. And and I mean, I'm not gonna look back at those games because you know, who wants to look at Jameis Winston probably ending those games with pick sixes like he did his last game. So I mean, the Buccaneers. Let's be real. I mean, last year they had a lot of Pro Bowlers and they had a they had a chance to. Uh, to make a difference, but Jameis was not that you know guy. He gave the ball, like you said, he was the defensive player of the year, in my opinion. Um, the way he kept giving the ball to the other team, Tom Brady. I mean, he he's security. You know, like he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions, and when he does, it's I mean, yeah, his last Patriot uh, throwing or pass, I should say, was a pick six, you know, to Logan Ryan. But I mean, those are very rare. He doesn't really do that, so. He'll definitely be throwing at least less than maybe, I'll say, 12 interceptions uh, next season compared to 30 that Jameis threw. Oh, yeah, way. So so that's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, he's got the weapons, but he's also going to have... Speaking of the division and speaking of the Saints, how do you like the Emmanuel Sanders move? Oh, man, that's a a a fantastic move. move. Fantastic move. It's a big move. Um, Especially when you're trying to go with... uh, Hang with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now because you don't... You have a lot of people questioning whether or not uh, if it will be the Bucks uh, division or the Saints. I st- honestly, I still think it's the Saints division. You're talking about Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, now Emmanuel Sanders, Jerry Cook. If he st- if he sticks with them, I, I don't remember their- his contract right now. Top of my head, producer Memo, we miss you. I wish you were here so you can talk to us. Um, <laughs> I think the I think the only thing that that worries me about the Saints and it's really their defense at times, especially late in that fourth quarter. Can the Saints pull through? Can they do? Can they win big games? And I think that's the biggest thing for Sean Payton's uh, defense, man. And one thing too, Emmanuel Sanders going to that team on an already stacked team, and seeing Emmanuel Sanders come in at wide receiver, and the Saints signing Drew Brees, 
uh, to that new deal. I think it's a two-year extension, correct? Yes. It's a, it's a great move. And it's going to be awesome seeing that matchup between Drew Brees and Tom Brady, two amazing quarterbacks. Twice a season. It's it's gonna be amazing and, and we're we're excited, right, Jose? I mean that division's gonna be a lot of fun. Let's that, like moving on from the Saints, we also got the Falcons who just signed Todd Gurley for a one year contract. So Julio, Todd Gurley, Matt Ryan, the defense I can see I can see Matty Ice gaining some confidence. The, but that defense is still suspect. They're very Correct. injury prone. And then you got the Carolina Panthers who just got Teddy Bridgewater. We got PJ Walker, who in my opinion was the XFL MVP of that of their first season, but unfortunately, you know, COVID-19 put a pause to that. So, and of course, they got new head coach, Matt Rule. They lost Luke Kuechly to retirement. They still have Christian McCaffrey. They lost Greg Olson. And so, that's going to be a fun division. It's not, to me, the best division in the NFC, but it's definitely going to be a fun one now with the, you know, with the different pieces into these new teams. But, I mean, let me ask you, Marco, who do you, who do you got? You say you think the... The Bucks will take over the NFC South. You think they got I it? I think the Bucks will, and that's a pretty bold statement because I know. I mean, obviously Tom Brady is not used to that chemistry building with this team, but it's Tom freaking Brady, man. And I gotta trust in him. I gotta trust in his ability to throw the football and make good decisions. And I think the Buccaneers' defense is a little bit better than the Saints. Well, you know what, man? I mean, as of right now, you know they'll have a chance to make it. I think as a wild card team, Correct. because now there's a, and I'm talking about the Bucks being a wild card team. I think the Saints will win the division, yes. in my opinion. Um, oh, but not yeah. So I'm see. I'm in the, okay. I'm you're going you. to yeah. Okay, Saints. But now there's you know seven teams from each conference can make it because with the new CBA. Now you could have 14 teams in the playoffs rather than 12, and so only the first round team will get to buy, and so we can see the Saints, Bucks, Seahawks, 49ers. You know, a lot of teams in there. Hell, we, we can see almost practically one whole division in the playoffs, uh, depending on how things go. But uh, let's talk about the new CBA, Marco. Um, voted last week by the players. 1,019 voted yes. 959 voted no. And over 500 players did not even bother to vote. Um, with the new CBA, we do have... Uh, lower earning players getting a significant pay raise, um, and that includes about pretty much sixty percent of the of the league. A possible seventeenth regular season game being added to the to the season, and that could start in twenty twenty one, depending on the owners. And so we got a lot going on. No more testing for marijuana. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But Marco, what do you what are you feeling about those uh, the new CBA rules, the things that impact for the the teams? I think it's good for the players themselves, um, especially those low-earning low players and the kind of pay, especially the, the pay scale they had before, and now them getting that significant pay raise, especially for those uh, you know practice squad players that really do put their bodies on the line to get these teams to perform the, the way they need to. Um, I, think, I think that's huge. I also think now with this, uh, the 14 teams now that qualify for the postseason, if this was inst- if you think about it, if this was actually put into place last ye- last season, how different would the playoffs would look, right? Oh, a lot different. It would look completely different. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how it plays out. It's going to be really cool. I like the uh, the them giving that you know that postseason an extra spice to it, and it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome to see. Now, regarding to the marijuana testing, Josh Gordon, R.I.P. Just kidding. I mean, for Josh Gordon on that part, I mean, he's 
He deals with a lot more stuff. Yeah, a lot worse than uh, just marijuana. marijuana. Um, So, yeah. But it does give him a chance. Hey, you know what? Clean up on your other stuff. Now you don't have to worry about marijuana. Do whatever you want. Smoke it out if that makes you feel better. But Definitely going to be a lot of uh, players smoking that so they can, you know, for rehab. for And hopefully not abuse. Um, Definitely. We would hope that it's not for that reason. Marco, how do you feel about that 17 game possibly being added? Do you like the idea of the owner's expanding the regular season at the cost of maybe more injury risks for their players and not much as far as income, which is what many of the higher paid players are uh, upset about. I think I think uh, with the 17 game, it's going to be one less preseason game. I Correct. think that's the way they have it. Correct. I mean, really, we talk about those pre that pre those preseason games being the uh, being the the chance those squad players, those, I mean, those practice team players, uh, or those players trying to make get a roster spot a little bit more difficult for them. They got one less game. So, I mean, that's bad on their part. As far as for the, the players themselves, it's kind of self-contradicting as far as for the NFL because, you know, you're trying to mediate uh, head injuries, you're trying to mediate all these things, keeping the players safe. You're adding an extra game. I mean, in those preseason games, those starting players don't get a lot of minutes. They're in there for, you know, a few series and they come out and they rotate. So now you're adding another game into the regular season. You're more prone to injuries. It's just a little contradictory for the NFL, but I can see why they're doing it also. What do you think about it, Jose? I mean, I don't mind it because, you know, what I don't like sometimes is that because there's an even number of games, you know, there is no rule. Like, it doesn't feel like sometimes like a tiebreaker. Like, for example, say like two teams have a 10-6 and they have to do tiebreakers over different matters, scheduling and something like that. So it's an odd number of games. I kind of like it. Uh, personally and of course it's all just a possibility because the owners have the right to exercise this extra game added uh, until 2023 but as early as 2021 so we'll see how that goes i mean look it's a this is more for the pay raise for the the, like i said the players that are not being paid as much and there's a lot of players that don't become millionaires in their first year they have to wait over time and that's and that's who pretty much these you know, CBS four more in this case for the for those bonuses. Does it suck for the you know higher pay players who, you know, were against it? Sure, but you know what? You don't always get what you want. Correct. And speaking of you know, you don't get what you want. What the hell was Bill O'Brien thinking getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson? Bill O'Brien, I want to just say that on this podcast, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, qué pendejo este güey, la mera neta. What are you doing, bro? Bill O'Brien, wake up, dude. You got a franchise to lead. What are you doing getting rid of a top three wide receiver in this league and sending him to the Arizona Cardinals? You got to be ridiculous, man. Wake up. Man. What do you think about Jose? See, and this is my problem. This is my problem with the, these guys that who were former New England Patriot assistant coaches. They leave. They get the head coaching job somewhere else, and they think they're Bill Belichick. They think they can do whatever they want. Like, in my opinion, like, who the fuck do you think you are trading DeAndre Hopkins away when you got Deshaun Watson? Like, what, what, who is he going to throw to now? Will Fuller? The man misses, like, 80% of the regular <laughs> season. Like, what the hell is he supposed to do with that? The run game? Oh, you got David Johnson now. Yeah, the aging running back who hasn't done shit since he broke his hand, like, three years ago. The fuck you want me, want me to think? Like, if I'm a Texan fan, I'm pissed. I'm burning my jersey. I'm, you know, switching up teams right now. I think... If I'm just, I want to. I want to trade. I, I want, want to trade. trade. I'll ask for a trade right I haven't, now. I haven't signed an extension. I haven't signed a contract to like Get do anything. Like I want to leave. Like you're taking away my best tool 
You know, and sorry, J.J. Watt's not going to make the big difference. The defense is not going to make the big difference. It's the offense. Maybe we see Deshaun Watson in a Patriots jersey. Oh, don't get my hopes. Up. That's, <laughs> that's wrong. First of all, that's wrong. I don't know if this, I don't know if Deshaun would want to hang out with Bill Belichick. You know, <laughs> he's gonna want he's gonna rub a uh, Dabble Sweeney back. He's like, hey, you want to be an NFL coach? I need you because right now Bill Bryan sucks. Yeah. First of all, what's he thinking as a GM? They gave him the GM job for no damn reason. He hasn't done shit for the Houston Texans. Have they even fucking gone past the second round? No, they haven't. My thing is. How do you not fire him after blowing a 24-point lead against the Chiefs? You're right. You're absolutely right. What is this, man? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And you know what? I'm calling out y'all, the Houston Texans. I'm going to call the fans, too. I'm going to call out the fans. All of y'all, man. Come on. Wake up. Get that man out so y'all can actually start having some success. Because y'all haven't had success in a long time. And Deshaun Watson was y'all's own hope. And DeAndre Hopkins was y'all's other hope. And you know what? You just lost half of that hope. It's going to be tough, man. Dude, first of all, Bill O'Brien compared DeAndre Hopkins to Aaron Hernandez because his baby mamas or babies were coming to the practice facility. I'm sorry. Did did DeAndre Hopkins kill somebody? Did he do anything, you know, criminal-like or wrong? No. He's a top three wide receiver. He's bringing you yards. He's making those catches. Hell, he went a whole season without dropping a damn pass. Like, DeAndre Hopkins is not Aaron Hernandez. Who the fuck do you think? At this point, I like I like Jason Garrett better than Bill O'Brien, man. Ooh. <laughs> hey, Ooh. I'm just saying, Ooh. man. That says Brian how you how he feels about yeah, that. Yeah, let me tell you, man, because Bill O'Brien, straight piece of. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, man. I forget the it's, owner of the Houston Texans, but move on from Bill Bryant as, as GM and head coach. There's a lot of good coaches out there who are not given the opportunity, and you should give them the opportunity over this fool. This fool is hurting Deshaun Watson. He hasn't he hasn't drafted a freaking good O-line to protect him. He's been the most sacked quarterback in the last three years. I mean, good Lord, do y'all not remember he has a torn LCL two years ago? Like, we need to protect Deshaun Watson but Bill O'Brien's trash. I mean, this fool traded away DeAndre Hopkins for an aging running back. He gave away Jadavion Clowney for free. And look at the look at the impact Jadavion Clowney has. Absolutely, Seahawks, absolutely. It's crazy, man. Bill now, O'Brien of course, Jadavion Clowney is right now the the best free agent out there. No team has signed him because he wants more money than people are willing to give. But you know what? That fool will make an impact to your team. He will. And you're just giving away these top players, you know, for free. For a ham sandwich. And you must be out of your damn mind. And you know who else? I know I didn't include this, Marco. Matt Patricia, who the fuck do you think you are trading away Darius Slay? <laughs> who the fuck are you to say he's not elite? You and Bill O'Brien are smoking some damn weed that, and you look in the mirror and you think you see Bill Belichick. You must be out of your <laughs> damn fucking mind trading him away for a third and fifth round pick, calling him not elite, talking shit to him about, you know, that he posted a picture about a wide receiver on the team, you know, catching a ball over him, and then said riding dick. What the fuck is wrong with you? No. You are nine and twenty-two, Matt Patricia. You're trash. You haven't done shit. Go ahead, Mark. I, I can't deal with these dumbasses. Now you talk about the Arizona Cardinals, and we talk. They got good. You know, they, they got good. They got good, man. The yeah. NFC West is getting monsters. And you know what, Kingsbury, Kingsbury being the offensive mind, that offensive mind. Yes, I like comparing him to a young Andy Reid. Just coming in with that explosive offense, you that creative plays. Yeah, I'm a Texas Tech lover. Um, and, you know, Kyler Murray, with that speed of his, um, he could throw the football, getting it to uh, to Hopkins, man, to D. Hopkins. 
It's gonna Larry gonna Fitz. Awesome. Larry Fitz, man. Larry Fitz. Kenny and Drake. Oh my it's god. Gonna, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great to see. Now, can we see that defense get a little bit better? They add a little few things. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how how good it turns out. But I mean, it's just it's so crazy, dude. Like, I'm done. I'm done with these. We want to be Bill Belichick. They're, they're trash to me. But the NFC West is going to look fantastic, man. There's going to be a lot of good teams. Cardinals, Rams, Seahawks, 49ers. I mean, if they didn't have the Saints and the Bucks and all this stuff, I think the NFC West would take the whole damn uh, playoff format at this point. Them I, and then I, three I, other I, teams. I still see the NFC as the JV. I still see the AFC as the varsity. But now, you know... Yeah, no, not many people would think that in the, pre- the previous. Like, right now we can say that because you got Patrick Mahomes leading the, the Chiefs. Correct. You got Lamar Jackson leading the Ravens. And so, they're, those two teams, in my opinion, and I, I don't know if you would agree, they're the top of the NFL, in my opinion, right now. And you can say I'm wrong, whatever, but I think those two teams are the, are the because best. Because you do, I mean, on the NFC side, I mean, you do have that, you know, that 49ers offense. Uh, you, Defense. You have, even the defense. I mean, you have a lot of things going for them. Um, but I still... it's It got better. It got better, but there's still lopsided. I still see the Chiefs coming out. You know who I don't think got better? The Dallas Cowboys. They're hurting. I think they're hurting, in my opinion. They're hurting. You know why? Because they franchised Dak. They retired. Someone retired. Who was it? Uh, one of the old linemen. Correct. And, and then you give Amari Cooper a $100 million deal. And he and he could barely stay healthy. I don't, yeah, I don't think he was deserving. Yeah, I got Jerry McCoy, but I mean, you know, I don't think they got better. One of the other teams. Cowboys, because man, you're gonna need another one. Let me tell you, you have to light up like three of those suckers. You know, Dak Prescott got franchise tagged, and uh, Mark, we've had a many conversations about this. You're not a big fan of Dak, and actually, you were recently a Cowboys fan. You've let oh you've jumped gosh, that shit like four years ago, dude. You, okay, not four. Patrick Mahomes joined the, the league three years ago. And, and mind you guys, I'll tell you right now, he was a Patrick Mahomes fan before he entered the league. He followed him. He loved him. So, but the, the Cowboys were still his boys, at least until like a year or two ago. It's just too much disappointment, man. All those Cowboys fans out there, I know we have some diehard fans uh, here in San Antonio. But man, how, how are you not disappointed? How are you not disappointed in the Cowboys franchise? It's supposed to be America's team. But wow, you're over here franchise tagging Dak Prescott, giving Amari Cooper, who can't, like we said, can't even stay healthy, a $100 million deal. It just, like you said, Jose, they're hurting, man. They're hurting, and I don't, I don't, see, it, I don't see it turning out well for them. I can see Dak Prescott leaving. I can see a lot of things happening. And it's, you know what? And I, I, I like to blame it on Jerry Jones. Look, man, I, I think Dak deserved a long-term contract. At least four or five years, like... Get him something, dude. He, he's only gotten about $4 million in his first four years. The man is, let's see, 41 and 26 in his record, including playoffs. The man has thrown at least 65% completion rate. Like, the dude isn't, isn't trash. Like, I'm not saying he's worth he's what not he trash. wants. He's not worth what he wants. But why aren't you signing him? You wouldn't do this to Tony and the Romo. Thing is that, and the thing is, that it's not a... It's not about Dak Prescott being bad because he's not a bad quarterback. I mean, no. look at his numbers from last year. He has one playoff win, Cowboys, while being with the Cowboys. But my thing is... Half of Tony Romo's wins. <laughs> but my thing is, Dak Prescott, man, if you were it, we would have seen it already. 
Who's going to get this team? I'm sorry. Do you think Tony Romo was it? Because he got signed right away. Yeah, it wasn't Tony Romo. And it, it's, I don't think it's going to be Dak Prescott. So who's going to be the man to lead America's team to a Super Bowl again? I just don't think it's going to be Dak Prescott. And I don't think it's going to be under the leadership of Jerry Jones. They should have offered Tom Brady $30 million a year. And I don't think it's going to happen as long as Jerry Jones is y'all's owner. And that's the truth. And, but, you know, like we say, we'll see what happens. Right. I don't think this year is going to be a good one. But... It's not even Jerry. I say it's... And you know what? I like Mike McCarthy. I like him as a coach. Aaron Rodgers didn't like him as a coach. That's true. And Aaron Rodgers is... He's one of probably the best, best passer ever. ever. Yeah. So... Uh, behind Patrick Mahomes. Oh, but oh. that's a talk for another day. But we did want to talk about someone we really hate. Oh, we do. Oh. Talk about someone we despise. Oh, despise. Oh, big word. Big word. Kawhi. Oh, the claw. The claw. The cyborg of the Clippers? The robot. Marco, what are you trying to say? I fucking hate that dude. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that dude with such a passion. His jersey is still burning. Still burning. It's still going. His Spurs jersey, you mean? Yes, his Spurs jersey. All the jerseys. Just so y'all know, we are San Antonio Spurs fans. We are from San Antonio. Let's go, baby. And you know what? Like, we're saying this. You know, I'm not mad at Tom Brady for leaving. It was at his own accord. You know, he didn't. You know, leave demanding a trade or anything like that. You know, if if you had told me Kawhi wanted to go to be home back in L.A., cool. Wait out your contract. Don't be a dick. Say, I'm not coming back. You know, let your uncle talk shit for you and run away. And so that's my real, my beef with Kawhi. It's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, at least like tell us, hey, you just don't want a beer. You want to be home. Fine. But fuck you for the way you left. I'm glad we deported your ass. Congrats on your big win for the Raptors, though. Congrats on that. You Let got me just lucky. Tell you, you beat a yeah. You beat a Golden State injured team. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, if if KD was playing, oh, even if, even if, even if Clay was playing, no chance. Oh yeah, yeah. So Kawhi, fuck you. Good luck with the Clippers. I don't want to see you get hurt again. Uh, fuck Zaza Pachulia for <laughs> fucking ruining. I think we could have upset the Warriors that 2017 season, but whatever. We will never Actually, know. You know what, Zaza. Thank you. No, fuck you, Zaza. Fuck you. Yeah, no, you're right. I don't fuck you, Zaza. <laughs> I don't listen to this fool. No, the thing is, though, man, Kawhi, if you if you ever listen to this, you're probably never going to listen to this ever in your life because you, you, don't, you believe, don't believe in social media. You don't believe in social media. You don't believe in anything. Uh, His sister will probably post And I'm going to be really happy when LeBron stomps your team and you into the fucking ground. And I see those Lakers winning a championship. That's what they We do miss the NBA, though. We uh, hope that they do come back for the playoffs. We hope we get crowned a champion. Um, San Antonio, tell me what you think, though. Do you still hate Kawhi? Do you still burn that jersey? Um, I think I donated my jersey to Africa, so at least those kids can stay warm. I don't think I burned it. Uh, I def- I know I don't have yeah, it I anymore, but uh, you burned yours? Oh, yeah. <laughs> But, guys, um, for all those people at home right now, um, you know, through this tough time, and here, especially here in San Antonio, um, and all over around the world, especially New York, California, uh, prayers going out to you, man, and um, all these bad things happening right now. But I know that the sports world and us as a world as a whole, we're, we're going to get out of this and we're going to be stronger. Yeah, definitely. Um, stay safe, guys. Social distancing. Um, as much as we don't like it, we do have to take care of the people we love, our families, our, you know, the elderly is the ones that are affected the most by Those it. With you know, some, diseases. some people call this one the boomer virus, but... Uh, Still, we, we love our boomers. At least uh, our grandparents. Oh, congratulations. Like 
Jose Luis, uh, he's going to be a dad. What the? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I he's am going to be a dad. So, a dad, so you know, congratulations to him. Yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you. Really happy for another uh, adding something to our big old family of ours. So it's going to be pretty Oh, yeah, brother. Um, hopefully, we see him on a podcast 10 years from now. Oh, God. No. <laughs> Continuing the Puro Pinche he's gonna podcast. Be, he's going to be crying. On, like going to be a Puro Pinche whiner in the background. <laughs> sure. All right, guys. Well, thank y'all so much for listening. You want to yeah. put our. Yeah, so you can find me at uh, on Instagram at Jose Luis underscore nineteen ninety. Um, I got Twitter. I still don't remember the Twitter handle. Um, I don't care. Follow us at Puro Pinche Sports Podcast on Instagram. Uh, we might create a Twitter, and we just we're actually going to see if we're going to put some content on YouTube, so you can actually see our actual reactions, not just you know our voices. But hit us up on there. You can find our episodes on Spotify, Anchor, and now apple podcast marco any plugs for you sir and you can follow me on both twitter and instagram at marcitos m-a-a-r-c-i-t-o-s underscore and please follow producer amendment at producer amendment underscore not meme uh we wish he was here today but unfortunately yeah yeah, he had a other commit uh commitments going on tonight so we'll see him soon and we'll talk to y'all later guys Puro, puro pinches out